It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Welcome to DTNS Experiment Week. All this week, DTNS is on summer vacation, but in its place is Experiment Week, where our producers and contributors are trying out new show ideas and releasing them right here on the DTNS feed. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Boba Tech a podcast focusing on the Asian-American perspective on tech and new media. We will explore topics such as Asian representation on social media, streaming services, and more. Hello, my name is Nicole Lee, and I've been a journalist in the tech industry for over 17 years at this point. I've worked for outlets such as Engadget, CNET, Wired Magazine, and more. I also consider myself an Asian-American. I am of Chinese descent. I was born and raised in Malaysia, but I moved to the U.S. when I was 18, and I've been here ever since. You know, I'm in my 40s now, so that means I've spent my entire adult life in the U.S., and I consider myself very much an American and very much Asian as well. I'm hoping that uh, this podcast will be an interesting journey into the world of tech and media from an Asian-American perspective. I think now is a very exciting time for this kind of perspective, especially as there's more Asian representation on the big screen with movies like Shang-Chi and uh, new media such as a lot of K-dramas and Squid Game on Netflix. So I think this is an interesting time to bring this unique perspective and I hope you will join me uh, in exploring this topic together with me as well as any guests that I will invite to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Before we get to our guest today, I would like to start off with some news. Perhaps the biggest news this week is Warner Brothers Discovery deciding to cancel Bad Girl, even though... It was near completion. It won't be in theaters and it won't be on HBO Max either. This is despite the fact that the company had already spent $90 million into the project. This is a shame for many reasons, one of which is that Leslie Grace was supposed to be one of the young new faces of the DC Cinematic Universe. And Leslie Grace is of Dominican descent and that was you know, a big, big deal for the Dominican community. 
Uh, Brandon Fraser was supposed to make his big cinematic comeback as the big villain in this movie. And the other big shame, especially from an Asian perspective, is that uh, Ivory Aquino was supposed to play Alicia Yeo. And Alicia Yeo is Barbara Gordon's best friend. And this was supposed to be the very first representation of a transgender Asian American female character um, on a big screen like this, especially for DC. And it's just a shame all around that we won't get this important characters to be on screen. Um, and it's a shame all around. In slightly more positive news, uh, Google is making it easier for people to find and support Asian-owned businesses in their communities. Uh, starting this week, uh, U.S. merchants can add an Asian-owned label to a verified Google business profile, which will appear in search and maps uh, queries. This move is part of Google's efforts to support historically marginalized communities. Um, it's done this before with Black-owned, Latino-owned, uh, veteran-owned, women-owned, and LGBTQ plus-owned businesses. So it's so doing this now for Asian-owned businesses as well. Um, it's worked with the Grow with Google initiative as well as the nonprofit U.S. Pan-Asian American Chamber of Commerce to help you know these Asian-owned small businesses to get visibility. Um, on Google. And this is especially important, of course, uh, due to the rise of uh, Asian hate crimes in the past few years and the slowing down of businesses, uh, slowing down of business in um, places like Chinatown and Koreatown, things like that. So I think this is uh, an important step in the right direction. Before we get into the interview, I just want to uh, apologize in advance for the quality of the recording. Um, it was through Skype. I think there was something on my end that produced a little bit of noise. So apologies in advance for the, the uh, subpar quality of my particular microphone, especially. Now on to the show. I'm so glad to introduce my very first guest, Eileen uh, Rivera. Hello. Hi, Nicole. Thanks for having me here. Hi. <laughs> so glad to so glad to speak to you. Um, you know, we actually have been podcasting before, years and years and years, and years ago. a bajillion years ago, um, <laughs> on on an Android podcast uh, yep. for Twitter, as well as Geeks on uh, Geeks on Glee, I believe. Oh my gosh! Many Our many years ago. Life. Oh my gosh! <laughs> many wow. years ago, we many years ago, both Eileen and I used to do a podcast about Glee back in the heyday of Glee. I should say, not the right. Uh, not the uh, uh, <laughs> sort of uh, 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 bad version. Of the, like the true Hollywood story version. <laughs> the true Hollywood later. story version. Of <laughs> yes, back oh, in back yeah. in the heyday. But yeah, so glad to so glad to talk to you, Eileen. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I feel like you know, I feel honored to be um, your first guest. <laughs> if this becomes <laughs> your first episode. <laughs> Yes, we'll see. Um, but yeah, so um, I'll say, you know, Eileen, I can speak a little bit about uh, your background. And, you know, you're, you're, of course, Filipino. You know, I'm Chinese. You know, we can talk a little bit about what we, what we bring to our um, perspectives and all, yeah. all of this. 
Yeah, I'm a Filipino American. I've uh, was born and raised in California. I was born in Los Angeles. Um, lived half my life in Southern California and half my life in Northern California. Um, moved up to the Bay Area to go to college, and I uh, uh, majored in communications, uh, broadcast communications, and that's what I do for a living. I'm I work in media. I've worked in media for a very long time as a producer, uh, and uh, you know. I've I've been very fortunate uh, to have sort of, you know, um, followed tech and media and entertainment, <laughs> you know, all my life, you know, uh, again, been very fortunate because I really love what I do. So, um, so yeah. And, uh, it's, it's an amazing landscape, uh, entertainment and media. And, you know, I'm excited to talk about representation because so much has changed. You know, I wish, honestly, Nicole, I wish I was in my twenties right now because, yes. Yes. because I feel like there's so much representation. I mean, growing up, I mean, please. I had um, no offense, but Connie Chung was the only thing on TV that was Asian, right? Yeah. And then, you know, slowly, but I mean, I was latching onto JLo early on, but she's not Asian. She. Latina. I was just Mm -hmm. latching on to something brown, you know, so, um, you know, anything different than, you know, what was blanketed on television and movies, I I was, you know, extremely curious about and, you know, didn't always fit, right? You always felt like you didn't fit. And that was tough whenever you were watching any kind of representation on TV. So I feel like, I know I'm going to sound old, but young people today young Asian Americans, <laughs> Asians in general, let's just put everybody, people of color, there's a lot more representation of many groups uh, yes. and a lot more understanding and uh, open-mindedness. Yes. And I just feel like a lot of that, honestly, I was talking to my husband about this the other day, um, but it's because of technology and being open yes. and we're listening to things in a global perspective finally. And that's due to technology. I mean, I I was like, as a kid, I was like wanting to do, you know, um, letters to pen pals. Like, you don't even, you just have your phone now and like text on what, pick your, pick WhatsApp, uh, line, whatever, whatever it may be. You can speak to someone globally at any minute, you know, and it's amazing. And that access is really what is tipping the scales right now and what is making everything that used to be so foreign and you know um uh, acceptable yeah and i think that's absolutely true i think that was that was an interview i think a while back uh when crazy rich asians first came out Mm. several years ago my god i cried watching that movie i was so happy and they were (laughs) they were asking why did it take so long Mm -hmm. for this kind of representation to come out and I think somebody said, I can't remember exactly who, but it's because of social media. Yeah. It's because of social media and technology, the fact that, you know, Instagram and, and TikTok and all of these apps have made it so that it's, it's, it's okay, it's normal. Mm-hmm. It's like a completely different kind of world now than mm-hmm. it was 20 to 30 years ago because, you know, the Internet has made things just easier. It's just easier the access. I mean, I feel like I would have been into K-pop a long time ago if I had more access to it. You know, I would have been into a lot of other, you know, I mean, growing up as an Asian American, I was sheltered into how much 
I knew about my, even my own culture, you know, I mean, I knew what I knew from my family, uh, but in terms of Asia in general, and uh, well, there was only so much that we learned in schools, right? You learn American history. <laughs> and, and now we're learning, we didn't really learn all the right history. <laughs> right. Well, so, I mean, for, well, for me, you know, I, I grew up in Asia I grew up in Malaysia and I was exposed to a lot of Asian media, like, you know, Hong Kong media, uh, that, those kinds of things. But I always thought as, oh, that's, that's Asian media. You know, that's American mm. media. It's a different thing. Mm-hmm. American media is like, you know, I don't know, Clint Eastwood, Brad Pitt or something. And, <laughs> and, and, there's, and there's no, like, there's, there's not as much Asian representation in America. And just in my mind, there was, like, very separate things. But mm-hmm. then, you know, there were some, there, there was some sort of, infiltration you could say like there, there was some interplay with like Jackie Chan and stuff like that but even mm-hmm. that was very it was very one note yep. and he was a very specific kind of actor a very specific kind of character mm-hmm. in those kinds of movies martial arts and things like that and like I said Crazy Rich Asians kind of opened the door a lot mm-hmm. just showing that Asians can be more than just martial arts people they can be more than just you know uh, uh, <laughs> you know a comedic rep, you know, a, a comic like psychic or something like that. Yeah, because um, the stories were very relatable. You just yeah. had Asian actors in it, and it was great. Right. It was right. Been, well, and I mean, you had you know foods and certain customs, yes. and they did travel to Singapore. Um, yeah. But you know, but the the overall themes of that movie were very relatable, and right. you know, obviously prior to that, you wouldn't see that kind of movie made period you know i feel like right. I, I can talk in generalities because it's still you know um even though now i feel like there are, there's more representation in media it's still the percentage is still a bit off right so oh absolutely um, you know i was just <laughs> talking now this is not asian representation and and i'm i'm not of this culture but i had just read that james franco was cast as fidel castro <laughs> Oh. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> and I had to look up his origin. I was like, what is he? Oh, his dad is half Portuguese and he's Swedish Jew. Okay. So I'm a little confused about that casting, well, to be honest with you. And that's a, a you know, I'm not going to speak to that community, but I'm confused. And, 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 you know, obviously through the years, there have been a lot of casting decisions made that were quite questionable, you know, Scarlett yeah. Johansson. Uh, and <laughs> as much as I love her, you know, as much as I love yeah. her in general, I'm like, wait, yeah. what were you, why were you cast as this? You know, Emma Stone, right? Like, why were you like playing an Asian at all? Like, what is this? You know, right. down to the and voice like, acting too, right? Because voice right. actors are getting called out yes. as well. Um, yes. I can't remember and all the is, different. This is examples. all recent history and it's very recent. Recent history, right? The past like few years or something. Exactly. This is not like in the sixties or seventies. This is like literally in the like past two years. years. Yeah. Like, 24 so, hours <laughs> talking about the James Franco thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, this, is, this, is not re- this is not like distant past. This is like recent, recent history. So we're exactly. still obviously getting through it, getting over it. And here's the thing, like, you could argue, some, I mean, some people on the internet would say, oh, what does it matter? You know, it's acting, it's acting. Or, 
It matters. It matters, it matters in the writer's room. It matters. Absolutely. Like, who's writing these stories? Do you even understand what people are, you know, in those communities are going through? Do you even understand the, the, yeah. the intricacies of the way foods are made, the way greetings are made to people, just yeah. the simple hellos and just the simple jokes? Like, right. you, like you, you don't get it if you're not. And even, you know, the point of view of, of, of an answer, you know, is so different in every community. And if you have the wrong person representing it or writing it behind the scenes, it's, <laughs> it's really not okay, you know? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe tap-to-pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. So that's, so that's definitely the Asian, the, the Asian American representation in media, which like the crazy rich Asians. Uh, that, 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 there's a lot of it on like streaming services too, which is, that's the benefit of streaming services. I want to say yeah. is that because there's so many, there's like Netflix and Hulu and like, there's so many streaming services that there's opportunities for more um, marginalized voices to mm-hmm. have their own movies and have their own TV shows and to sort of that kind of show be available and be viewable to more people, you know, for example, um, Kim's Convenience. I would never have heard of Oh, gosh. She wasn't for Netflix. I, you know? Exactly. Me too. Me too. So, and oh, and so you that's met, an example. Wait a minute. We have to talk about this. <laughs> I saw your Instagram where you went to Simu Liu's book signing. Book signing, yes. Is he as handsome? Yeah. Like he, as I see on uh, on TV, he's he's that mild mild digression tangent, but yes, um, <laughs> I, I know since you breathe the same air as him. <laughs> I yes, I did meet Simulio at a book signing, and I like I all of a sudden I was like fourteen again. I was just like I couldn't <gasps> like I was like oh my god, <laughs> he's 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 very cute. <laughs> he's very very cute. 
She's very good looking. And awesome uh, is Shang-Chi, so, you know. Yes, Shang-Chi, another one. Another, like, oh, our first Asian superhero. First. Like, right. in recent years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> in recent years, like, literally last year. Yeah. So, there's that. Um, so, so, talking about Asian American representation in media, you know, there's a lot yeah. of, like, they've been, they've been on YouTube for a while. I should say that's a lot of Asian American on yeah. YouTube in general. I think there's, you know, Wong Fu Productions. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, you know, or Wong Fu. And then there's a lot of, like, other, like, sort of Asian American-specific um, YouTube representation, mm-hmm. um, but like I said, they weren't really they weren't really like quote unquote mainstream in the way that Zhang Chi or Crazy Rich Asians are. Yeah, the flip side I think now, which is really interesting to me, and you should probably be more knowledgeable about this, is the rise of like K dramas and K pop yeah. in the popular mainstream yeah. in the way that I've never seen it before. Like I've heard of K pop yeah. for years, but not to this level and not yeah. to this like just people going crazy over yeah. them like selling like bts selling out stadiums you know yeah. so like it's it's like what do you think of that like what do you think contributed to them what do you think about like this crazy <laughs> this like, rise of uh this this fandom yeah well i mean in the case of bts it's very much what you said earlier which is social media you know, they yeah. came from a very small company that was not getting any attention and they were getting shut out of, you know, TV shows when they debuted and, you know, the fans rallied and made phone calls and, you know, it was grassroots. It really was grassroots. And now they're hype, you know, which is one of the <laughs> biggest uh, companies right now in the world. Right. And who yeah. bought an American company that uh, are American. I'm sorry for not remembering right now the name of the um, label, but bought the American label that represents Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande. They're all yes. part. They're all, all now part family. Of the same group. They're all part of the same yeah. group now. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. crazy because BTS debuted in 2013. Um, and, you know, but I also don't want to just say it's social media because if their music was not that good, no one would care. Well, <laughs> their music is amazing. Things. They're very talented and they were seen. It took a long time, but, you know, combination of the grassroots uh, social media and their amazing talent and the music that is I'm biased because I love them so much, <laughs> so good, uh, propelled them. And they have this wonderful message. And, you know, along the way, they're, you know, throwing positivity out the door left and right. And people are eating that up because there is a, uh, there are groups of marginalized people who are wanting to just, you know, be haters. They want to, you know, embrace each other. So, um, so yeah, I think they're the breakout because they're just the the talent just oozed. It just it just it was just so good. You can't deny it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's also probably some luck involved in in piecing together that talent and and the fandom. And the fandom just you know galvanized and was so passionate, and eventually you know was heard. And now they just keep gaining more and more and more fans. And now they're I they're beyond K-pop. <laughs> they're like right. They're they're beyond. I can't even call them K-pop anymore. I mean, I think they want to be K-pop, but I think they're beyond mm. that because they're in an echelon of, you know, dare I say, they're in the conversations with Beyonce and Justin Bieber and uh, you know Adele. Like they're in those conversations. Maybe 
you don't know them yet, but there's still a lot of, not you, Nicole, but like a listener out there may not know them yet, but, um, but they're now like a global phenomenon. Uh, K-dramas. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Parasite, before we talk about K-dramas, you know, Parasite winning the Oscar again, not long ago, (laughs) pre-pandemic, two years ago, two years ago, um, that knocked, you know, everybody away. They just blew everyone away. And, and then, you know, you have a lot of those actors in K-dramas and and whatnot, but then there's Squid Game, right? I feel like because of Squid Game, which, okay, I've been watching K-dramas much longer than I've been like an army (laughs) for BTS. And I'm just like, this is the one that broke out. Oh, well, okay. I get it because there's lots of violence and, you know, there's greed (laughs) involved. Uh, And it's a really good story. You know, it really is. But I was just like, really, this one? Okay, because I've been watching so many. There's so many great K-dramas yeah. out there that people don't know. Um, yeah. But that's just because of my own exposure. And, and you know, it just started, like, K-dramas just started really becoming big after Squid Game. But I wasn't on, I wasn't watching K-dramas on Netflix for the first two years of my, you know, world entry into K-dramas, I was mm-hmm. using Vicky.com was oh. the best place for me to watch some of the, and still some of the best K-dramas are on there. They're starting to get catalog on Netflix. Oh. And I'm like, well, I'm looking, I'm like, oh yeah, I saw that three years ago. It's on Netflix now. Okay. <laughs> that was big back in the day. Um, and there's so many other streaming sites like ITE, yeah. um, you know, I, miss the boat on drama fever when people had that before it shut down um but now you you know about it it's like is it because it's just so different from american dramas is it because it's like yes i different okay so here's here's okay there is a there is a k-drama that is very popular right now called uh extraordinary attorney woo attorney woo yeah yeah and um are you watching it by the way no, I, I I do I do know the story in general. Oh, okay, okay. The premise so, of the show, yes. And the other day I found out, or last week I found out that they're already thinking about developing it for U, uh, U.S. audience, and I'm kind of like, really? oh, okay. So I mean, beautiful. I guess there could be a different spin. I guess there could be a different cultural spin. But what I love about K dramas, and you tell me, Nicole, if you've if you've if you can think of a show other than this one that I'm about to name. Um, I don't think, I don't think Americans have heart. (laughs) The last show, the last show that had a lot of heart that I watched that was huge, uh, that was made from America, which is now over Mm -hmm. is this is us. That Mm. is, I I mean, I didn't watch parenthood. Sorry. I didn't, that wasn't, I tried and not that I didn't want to so many seasons to catch up. Okay. Um, but, you know, This Is Us was that show that was very family-oriented, touching and you know, crying almost every episode mm-hmm. because of something happening. Not tra- <laughs> not tragic, but just, you know, poignant, right? Yeah. I think a lot of K-dramas have that. There's this humanity in K-dramas that's missing in a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, crime dramas, medical dramas, and action dramas. We just like yeah. action and sex. I'm sorry to be so generic about this, but that's what Americans really like, action self. Right. Whereas there in K-dramas, a... there's more character development. And maybe it's because they know they're going to, most of these K-dramas, 
Although now with Netflix, I'm seeing season two of Squid Game. I'm like, oh my God, they don't do that no in Korea God. most of the time. Usually it's just one 16. <laughs> one season and then they're done. One yeah. 16 episode season and every episode is like a movie, right? They could be like an hour and a half long, but you get the arc. You get the whole shebang. You don't need any more after one season. Yeah. But within that, there is not just like... There's crazy dramas where people are yelling, like what we love here in the United States. But then there's always some poignant moments, some humanity in the episode where there's the character development or there's some sort of familial tie or something that is just much more heartfelt that I don't think we know how to do well, nor do we want to in the United (laughs) States. I think I just feel like if Americans did it, it would be it would it would seem a little bit off. Because I feel like in in K dramas, and you can probably speak more to it than I than I would, but there's a subtlety in actions, yes. and there, there's everything is in the look, and yeah. the 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 a gesture, or like how you, like how you look at someone, or how you sort of react to someone, and it's very subtle, and it's told through like music and camera angles, mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's the kind of thing that I think a lot of people like anime for. It's like very like very mm. subtle, like very like. You know, you, you, it's like not, it's not in your face. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, it, like, like you mentioned, um, in a lot of American shows, there's action and sex, and uh, there's not much room for Boom, the new ones. <laughs> I'm just going to, like, slap you right now. <laughs> well, it's funny, because I was watching, um, did you watch the show The Bear? American show, The Bear. No, but I, okay. I do want to watch that. It's so, yeah, I don't know. There, watch that show is so stressful, but it's so good. But I have to say, oh, there were moments where it reminded me of a K drama because there was so much Ooh. yelling. There was like oh. a, like a really heated K drama. You know, there could be some so much yelling at everybody, and there was so much yelling in this kitchen. I was like, oh my god, this is this is very K drama esque in a different way. <laughs> Maybe that's why I liked it. I don't know. <laughs> so. so so tell me, like, you know, off the top of your head, like, what do you think your favorite, like, if, if, if I was completely new to K-drama, I don't know what to, I don't know what to watch. I don't know what this is, this is all about. What's your, like, recommendation of what to watch? Okay, well, it depends what Maybe. do you gravitate to. Because if you like romantic dramas, then absolutely mm-hmm. one of the first um, shows you should watch uh, is not that old. Uh, it was just out... Uh, pre-pandemic like right before the pandemic um crash landing into you that is yes oh I you've agree. already seen it oh okay you agree right okay no, okay I'm just, that's okay. very good I, I agree with that because I, mean, I yeah, just feel like it's good. it's a really good representation first of all what who's going to be able to talk about north korea other than south korea right so yeah, um so forget about the political stuff but just from a character level the romance and then all of the the characters and the friendships and the bonds like that's the kind of magic that is very hard to do in the u.s maybe in a film i think you could i i'm it's escaping me to give you an example of a film but in a tv reoccurring series it's very difficult to find a show that okay that can tap into that crash landing into you i don't know i mean if you like fantasy there's there's it just depends on what you might like you know i have my list here now that you're asking me of like all the dramas i have watched oh my god i have watched 154 k dramas right now i guess and i only started it some of that's reality shows too not not the the reason why i asked is because like you know like you mentioned squid game is like the for some reason it's the like entry point for a lot mm-hmm. of people, the Squid Game, mm-hmm. and I just feel like even though I mean it's a it's a decent series, it's pretty good. 
I just was just like, really, this is the one. <laughs> okay, see, um, I, you and me alike. You know, there's nothing uh, wrong with Squid Game. I'm glad it's that it's fine. so successful. I'm glad for the it's actors like, and the and the filmmakers and all of that. But I'm just like, this is the one. But see, it makes sense though, doesn't it make sense? Right. Why it's the violence globally? and the game, the exactly. gamification part of it. Yeah, I yeah. understand. Yeah, I, I but, yeah. There's also sea dramas. I don't know how much. Do you watch much sea dramas at all, or 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 did you, Nicole? Because I love uh, wusha. Sea dramas wusha? are like one of my wusha. favorite. Wusha. I love it. I love sword fighting. <laughs> to me, there's not I, a lot of in 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 uh, K dramas that that I can oh, point no. to in in that world. But in sea drama is like that's if you want martial arts. I mean, it is uh, fun. I definitely back in the day. I think it was. I can't remember exactly when it came out, but there were there were a few back in the day that I used to watch. I think it was like Andy Lau was like part okay. of it, and yeah. uh, all those like Hong Kong uh, actors. Um, Maggie Mac Chung was anyway, but yeah. Uh-huh. So, so like I I am I am a little bit aware, but honestly, honestly, I want to say those kinds of like like Chinese Hong Kong kind of dramas. It's hard to find in the U.S. It's super hard to yeah. find. You have to like go down the rabbit hole of streaming services. Yeah. Or something to like Vicky.com. Vicky.com. Get your yeah. get your sponsorship, Nicole, on this show. Vicky.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that I ended up watching a lot of of my uh, of the sea dramas that were wuxia. I mean, I also like modern sea dramas as well. But um, mm-hmm. man, Chinese dramas are like fifty episodes for one season. Oh yeah, they're long they're and long. like. You know, they're really good if they're really good, but if they're, if, you know, the, the thing that I try to tell myself, it's the journey, it's not always how it ends, but sometimes when you're, it's a 54 episode uh, series, and you get to episode 54, and that is the episode that falls flat, everything else was amazing, I'm like, no, I spent <laughs> this whole journey, and you did this to the end. No. Yeah, it's, it's hard to it's watch like, really long TV shows like that, it's been like, the, by the 40th episode, things fall apart, they're like, Wait, I just watched 40 episodes of this. I mean, we know that in the U.S., right? Because we have multiple seasons and, like, (laughs) Dexter. Mm. Anyway. um, (laughs) Oh, one other K-drama I would recommend for the the feels, right? I love watching K-dramas for the feels. Is Hometown Mm -hmm. Cha-Cha-Cha that came out last year. It's on Netflix. And uh, it is the story of a dentist who moves to a small town to start up uh, her own practice because she just got tired of soul and got pushed out and she, you know, decided she was going to do her own thing and um, is a little bit uh, pretentious and, you know, uh, learns about life uh, through living in this small town. And you meet this cast of characters that live in this small town and, you know, how they're all building bonds and, and in the middle of it she meets chief hong who is the everyday guy in the town and all of them have stories that are very connected and poignant and anyway the dentist and chief hong hometown cha-cha-cha i just totally recommend if you're into something if you want the feels which is mostly again maybe that's how i should have described k-dramas from the beginning the feels feels. that you really get the feels when you watch k-dramas i mean there are some really like soap opera uh which they call mock zhang uh and those are like those are like days of our lives on adrenaline like times 10 right like you think your our soap operas or even Grey's anatomy you think our soap operas are, are salacious and crazy oh no 
Oh no. I mean, yeah, they're like, they're like telenovelas, right? Telenovelas yeah. could be like, Whoa, you survived the dead. Well, this is not even just surviving the dead. Yeah. Surviving you know, this, 10 times. <laughs> it's kind of a tangent, but it's, it's somewhat related. And this, this might be a, a topic for another time for some other uh, episode. But this reminds me a lot of how, um, you know, like this kind of content is, it's very, it's very approachable. It's like super, I, I want to say like not mainstream, but like, well, not, well, it's, Close enough to mainstream, I guess. It's on Netflix, for example, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 very like acceptable, and it kind of reminds me of like you know, like for a while I feel like a lot of Asian culture is like seen as like really weird, mm-hmm. like things like things like mukbang, for example. Oh yeah, like, like, I you know, like, when you... that first came out, everybody was like, huh, huh, and it's now so weird. Oh my god, <laughs> now you can't get enough. There's so many people just eating, just eating, and it's fine. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah like, th- like things things that are that are that used to be foreign and kind of brushed away have sort of seeped their way into like no this is like it, this is part of us and i think the takeaway i feel is that it's because well hopefully anyway is that asians are accepted as they're not just like people from over there it's people who are in your lives who are mm-hmm. next to you who are mm-hmm. can be your friends and coworkers and your family members even and I feel like, you know, there should be, hopefully, hopefully all of this, like, K-dramas and, uh, you know, Asian American representation in media in general, like, it's, it's, it's very recent. I want to say it's very recent. Yeah. And I, I still don't think it's really to the level that I want it to be. You yeah. know, it's still not quite there yet, you know? I agree. Um, yeah, like, better. Like when Tom and I go to a K-pop concert, like, you guys are going to a K- yes. Yeah. Again and again right. and a different band. It's not BTS, guys. We watch other <laughs> bands. <laughs> and we will also see non-K-pop uh, bands, but we also know other bands outside of BTS. <laughs> Even though they're my favorite, I go see other bands. And yes, I do things. Right. I buy. I oh my gosh, the things that I've learned. It's just fun. It's just it's a it, you know and 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 I think there are different communities that you know, are rising in terms of like, whether it be foods or even just different kinds of fashions and, you know. Um, oh, absolutely. I, I, I mean, yeah, I know for long- me, like, I, yeah, I know for me and I'm sure for you as well, like, I really, my entry point to all of this uh, Asian culture, Korean stuff, it, it's not just food, of course, the food is always like part of yeah. Asian culture. But for me, it was actually like beauty products. Yes, me it too. It was very interesting yeah. for me because like, you know, being being in America, like what I know as beauty products is like Sephora and you know yeah. whatever like those kinds of products, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just that when I discovered K Beauty, um, and through the internet, through like mm-hmm. socogram.com or whatever.com, yep. I was like, oh, this is like for my skin. Yeah, for my skin. Didn't complex. you feel that it was for for us? Yes, because for cause my particular skin Revlon skin. was for white people. Right. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, now I think it's changing, you know, um, yeah. but but for the longest time, I was like, well, this foundation is just way it's not for me. It wasn't dark enough, you know, right. um, 
ever. I mean, there is, you know, some color, uh, uh, you know, that's very light a lot of times in, in, in K-beauty as well, but they're changing too. But I mean, in terms of like the steps and the care, you know, like this 10 step method, the toner, the essence, the serum, I was like, oh my God, what is all of this? And the sheet masks are now like, everyone's using sheet masks. Everyone's using those things. (laughs) Whole celebrities are using sheet masks. And they're making their own now. I'm like, okay, you know what? My favorite were the cushions, the um, foundation cushions and like now you know so many other estee lauder whoever are making their own cushions you know i'm like oh okay well all right but okay again like a lot of this from from k-beauty to k-dramas to the asian american representation like all of this i feel like it's it's spread through like social media and like the internet and things showing up on on, on TV, like, you know, like, again, like, a lot of, a lot of these I would never have heard of if it wasn't for, like, some, yeah. you know, viral video I've seen somewhere. <laughs> well, but, like, don't you so. watch videos now, too, of other Asians talking about food or talking yes. about movies, and you're like, yeah, like, you automatically, like, oh, wow, just five years ago, yeah, didn't have that perspective out there widely, and now we do with the prolif because of like TikTok or what, whatever, whatever yeah, it may be, whatever you're, whatever you're using, you know, to, to find, you know, even in YouTube. I just feel like I'm hearing more conversations from people that have the same perspective as I do, you know maybe slightly different mm-hmm. maybe they're not asian american maybe they're you know asian and immigrant or whatever but it's mm-hmm. still closer than what it was <laughs> before right? i also feel yeah i also feel like in the if if i was like in my 20s or in my mm-hmm. teens and i'm watching all of this content i'm i would be I would feel right as a forty-year-old. I mm-hmm. feel seen for like yeah. the first time in forever, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you know, if if you if you're younger, you're growing up with this. Like you, you will feel like you belong already. You belong already, yeah. You know, there's there's at no, least there's I, no hope so. like, well, I, I hope so. I hope so, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I hope so. Like, you you will feel like you're already part of this conversation. That you won't you won't feel like oh, I have to be a doctor, I'd be a lawyer or whatever. You can be right. whoever you want in anything you want and hopefully that's the message you know yeah listen young people listening to this (laughs) let us know if us olds are making any sense or are we just no i don't know are you not feeling seen because we feel like we would be more seen but we also have different perspective of not ever being seen right right so (laughs) it's a little different it's a little great all right um yeah, so like I guess I guess we would just finish the outro or like in 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 the sense of like what what do you what do you hope going forward in um Asian representation in media? Do you do you want to do you want different kinds of it? Do you want different K-dramas to be on Netflix or like or they, or do you do you do you want to see a K-drama on your TV on on AB on you know NBC or mm. is that too much or is that too 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 outside of purview? What do I want in the future? I mean, I think I just want more, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a little greedy about it right now. I want more. That's all I'm watching, really. I mean, actually, I did get a little burnt out on K-dramas recently because <laughs> I was just like, oh, my gosh, there's so much going on. Plus, I've been crazy about K-pop lately. Um, I'm just taking up my life. So different in a, you know, yeah. something else has moved in. But I just think yeah. we need more. The more, the better. I, I don't, yeah. I don't really know 
what industry doesn't need more Asian representation? Uh, and maybe that's too general of an answer because I can't think of my feet right now. Uh, but uh, I would welcome more, you know, and I think from other cultures, you know, uh, whether my own culture, Filipino culture. I mean, we're yes. finally, I see on your rundown here, we could have talked about Joy, Joe Koi and uh, Easter, Easter Sunday, Sunday coming out, which is, so, I love uh, yeah. all the comments were like, oh, of course, Easter Sunday is not coming out near Easter. It's way late. <laughs> Filipino time. Uh, I mean, you know, more representation from more Asian cultures. You know, I, I don't remember what you were saying earlier, but it reminded me of, um, you, oh, I think just talking about generations. And yes. uh, I don't know, for some reason, Moana came into my head. And when, when Moana debuted, I like cried in that movie for a, mm -hmm. you know, animation because there was a brown girl represent like that yeah. was like on the heels of like all these amazing new properties that are, yeah. you know, that show Asian representation now. Yeah. Uh, but that was even early and that wasn't long ago. <laughs> it wasn't long ago, but it felt like yeah, it was I, one of the first. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Why I am will, I crying to see this, yeah, you know, honestly, brown representation? I, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, you know, in retrospect, I suppose Crazy Rich Asians or Shang-Chi, they're, I guess, from, from a maybe non-Asian perspective, they're like, you know, decent movies. But when I watched Crazy Rich Asians, I cried because yep. I, you know, it was something so relatable to me. Mm -hmm. When I watched Shang-Chi, I cried. Because it mm -hmm. was just like generational, you know, father-son relationship. Mm -hmm. I was like, I started feeling feelings, you know. Yeah. And I just, I just feel like a lot of uh, the recently the Pixar turning red. I cried oh, in that one. Oh goodness! I love. Oh my! I, I gotta play that song right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I cried in. I cried in turning red because it was mm -hmm. just like that mother mother daughter relationship. Like I completely felt that. Mm -hmm. So. You know, all of these movies with Asian representation, like, I really feel, and it really touched me, and yeah. I wouldn't be seeing them until, like, literally, I say, like, the past, like, three, four years or something. I know. I know. I'm j I am jealous of 20-year-olds. I want to live in a world where most of my life <laughs> I had this kind of, you know, representation, and, 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 th and this is why I think, you know, this is why I say more, probably because... I don't know. Maybe we should, maybe we, you should have a guest who is in that age bracket, but do they want more? Yeah. Maybe they want more, you know, I mean, we haven't even talked sure. about like political issues in the world and Asians and yeah. representation and, you know, hate crimes and things like that, that are going yeah. on that are very prevalent and that are scary for yeah. the youth, you know? Yeah. Um, and so because of things that are out there like that, that's why I say more, like we need more people need to be more of it. And, I'm not saying even just us being educated about other Asian cultures that are, aren't aren't our own, but obviously other people need to be educated even more. <laughs> and still, I mean, sometimes it takes Absolutely. forever to get it in anyone's thick skull, what we're trying to say, you know? Yeah. And so. I think that's absolutely it. More, 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 just so that it's normalized. So that exactly. it's not weird. It's not like some you know, like unusual thing is yeah. that it's just normal. Yeah. It's just exactly. a completely normal thing. Yeah. I was on, um, well, I'm always on TikTok, but I think I was, maybe it was TikTok or maybe it was YouTube, but someone was like calling out, you know, 
white guy, you know, freaking out about Asian foods in, you know, whatever country he was in. And I was like, yeah, because that that kind of shtick is like, bye, delete, move on. Um, yeah. So I, I, I watched a couple of I, I think I watched the same TikTok video that you did. Yeah. But okay. I watched I watched I watched like responses to it and they're hilarious. Like, there's this <laughs> one TikTok video of an of I think a, a Asian person or, or a Latino person. She's like, he's, he's holding up a hot dog. Oh, look at this like weird tortilla I found. It's like fluffy tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so like it's, really, it's guys. Like, Did that stick like for fish out of water kind of thing? Mm, I don't know. Like move on. Like just, just yeah. There could be some shock because yes, there are people who have not been exposed to certain foods or certain cultures, and you're like, whoa, what's that? But the way it was so comically done, right. it was like, yeah, that comic stuff is like, bye. You know, that's not funny anymore. <laughs> that's just. That's old. Okay, <laughs> Get with so we the could, time. We, we could literally talk about this. Forever, I know. But uh, let's, let's wrap things up. <laughs> I mean, it was so good to talk to you. Good to talk so to you, too. To Thanks to for you. having me on. I mean, and whenever you want to talk about any of this stuff, I'm sure we could come up with so many more examples. So many more like We were just kind of like skirting the surface, and I couldn't even in my, in my brain. I was like, what was the name of that thing that I liked before? <laughs> that thing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. You guys know. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Eileen, for talking to me. And, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully this, this continues and we can talk more about all kinds of things. Thanks, Nicole. Loved Thank it. You. And that was the first and possibly only episode of Boba Tech. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to let me know what you think of it, uh, my Twitter handle is Nicole, just at Nicole. That's me. Um, and uh, yeah, just let me know what you think of it. If you want to hear more, you know, any comments, uh, you know, just be as nice as you can. And um Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.